1: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision.
0: Well, out of all of the controversies that we've been exposed to over this past month or two, the changing of the laws all about marriage to include same-sex marriage into the marriage definition – What it's done for a lot of people is created all sorts of issues and challenges and problems. There are others who are talking about some positives, the idea of denominations uniting together, Christian believers who've been alongside one another in the trenches, shoulder to shoulder, with new relationships that they've never experienced before across all sorts of divides that have sometimes been wedges between Christians and denominations. Well, there are also a lot of people who have been shaken and brought to a place where they now have a deeper understanding of just what is at stake when they don't stand up for those true values and those foundations that have made Australia a great nation. Well, let's talk through some of the issues today. Bill Muhlenberg is back with us for our Culture Watch segment. He's been blogging on a new item called A New Generation of Christian Culture Warriors. Bill Muhlenberg, welcome back to 2020. It's great to be back. Bill, there are some positives that have happened over these past two months to two years, uh, and that is the emergence of a whole lot of new voices who are not afraid to speak
1: up. Yeah, that's right. It's, uh, it's sometimes... Th- you know, pulling teeth to get Christians to engage, to speak out. But I think one positive, as you put it, is, uh, well, the marriage debate that we've just been through has, oh, well, kind of energized uh, some new voices. It's gotten some Christians who've been silent all along to start speaking out. It's gotten some Christian leaders and pastors to take a stand, whereas before they may not have done so. So it's uh, encouraging to see that there are some people coming to the fore, and some of these people are, at least in my book, somewhat newcomers. I haven't necessarily heard of them before or been aware of them, but some of them have even managed to get into some of the mainstream uh, newspapers or at least other uh, places, uh, perhaps conservative websites where they've been writing about things like the marriage wars, So yeah, that's uh, that's a plus, even though we lost on the marriage battle, we may have gained a few new uh, troops to uh, join in with the overall battle.
0: A little context here, Bill, because while there was a battle for marriage, and yes, there was a loss for the no case, when we talk about culture war or culture wars, uh, this is something that's bigger even than the marriage battle. How do you talk about that sort of context?
1: Yeah, it's a good point uh, when we speak of something like the culture wars, we refer to what is often kind of the battle between left and right on some of the key moral and cultural issues of the day. So certainly all things sexual, uh, you certainly get that, uh whether homosexuality or now transgenderism, certainly the fight over marriage and family, uh the life issues obviously, abortion, euthanasia, these are all the contentious hot potato moral and cultural issues that are being debated, and usually the sides fall more or less on the left who are in favor of all these things, basically, and those on the right who say, wait a minute, there's a lot of problems with all these things, we should be uh, proceeding slowly. So, yeah, that's the bigger sense of what we mean by the culture wars of which. Marriage was one of the battles, but it ties in with so many other things what we mean by uh, family, the whole homosexual, transgender issue, sex education, parental rights. So it certainly ties in a lot of other aspects.
0: And now, you've identified a number of relative newcomers people who are sometimes pastors. Uh, some academics, some who are bloggers, uh, some who are just concerned Christians. And uh, you've put a few names down, Bill. Uh, I hope you're not drawing attention to them in a negative way, but uh, let's uh, let's name those names. Who have you got on your list?
1: Uh, look, I, uh, you know, first of all, I said there certainly would be plenty of other names that could be mentioned, so it's always a risk to highlight a few when you end up leaving out others, and so there certainly are uh, put in a positive light, I sing their praises, I say, in fact, in my piece, I hope they don't mind if I single them out, but some that have been been quite vocal, at least in terms of standing for marriage and family, sometimes even getting pieces into something like, say, the Australian newspaper. Uh, many more could be mentioned, but the four I have is Mark Pohl, Sydney, Stephen Chavura, also, I believe, Sydney uh Stephen McAlpine, Perth and Campbell Markham in uh Hobart uh these four mostly pastors uh have been uh, pretty vocal and have been getting a bit of a good run in some places and so like i say probably oh well a year or two ago i may not have even been aware that these guys were around now they're certainly making a name for themselves certainly on some of the marriage battles so i'm i'm encouraged i'm heartened as I consider I'm getting a bit older, and many of my colleagues who've been fighting these fights for 20, 30 years, it's good to see uh, some uh, fresh blood, some new faces on the scene.
0: Don't underestimate your capacity, Bill. I think you've got another good decade or two yet. I hope so. uh, listen, when we talk about those who might fit the profile of someone who is a culture warrior, what sort of hallmarks? to their character do you look for uh, or is it just the fact that they hold a position and they've attained some media attention and that they've spoken good substantial things?
1: Oh look, that's part of it and of course you can make various distinctions there would be uh, secular culture warriors you know, people who are not uh, Christians by any means but still are basically standing up for often 80, 90 percent of what any good Christian should be standing up, and sadly is often not standing for. So you can think of, uh, you know, Andrew Bolt, columnist such as him, uh, would fit the bill nicely. More often than not, he's right on, and more often than not, he's uh, defending Christian values when so much of the Church is silent. But I guess in my recent article, I'm highlighting really... uh, Christian culture warriors, if you will. So a few things. One, obviously, they are Christians. Two, obviously, if if you know anything about me, that means a more or less conservative stand. They're not pro-abortion. They're not pro-homosexuality, but they're concerned about human life, marriage, and family. And third, I guess they have, as we said, kind of they're able to articulate their case uh... even all the better if they can get into the secular media so i mentioned some of these fellows have you know either gotten into some newspapers which are a bit more sympathetic such as the uh... australian or you know might find themselves on sky news and so on so they're having a bit of uh... impact not just with a personal blog but actually getting some wider attention and sometimes being called upon for their views so that's part of the the mix of uh, what a culture warrior would be like.
0: Bill, there'll be those listening to our conversation today saying, I'm sure every community across the nation needs its own local culture warrior or warriors. Uh, Let's be plural with that. Uh, Is there some sort of aspiration that you believe that ordinary Christians who perhaps warm the pews on a Sunday Uh, but they're concerned about their family, they're concerned about their community, they're concerned about community values. Mm. Uh, Is there something that ought to be happening to raise the aspirations to this level of culture warrior?
1: Yeah, well, there's certainly the kind of uh, full-time, if you will, culture warriors, often lobbyists or, you know, working at uh, organizations. You know, you can think of a Fred Nile in Sydney or... Ross David Phillips in Adelaide who have been you know doing some of these uh, lobbying works on behalf of faith, family and freedom for decades now. So we already have that, but we're looking at the smaller scale. I think all good churches should have at least within it you know a group of people who are keen about the issues who maybe on a regular basis meet with the pastor. The pastor himself is busy can't do all this. It's not his full-time calling, but certainly a small group of uh, people concerned about the social, cultural issues of the day. They can be learning about it, maybe meeting together, and maybe uh, on occasion passing their findings on to the pastor so the whole church can be aware of it. So yeah, I'd like to see more uh, people certainly Simply concerned about the issues, aware of the issues, uh, willing to engage with the issues, and uh, that can take many forms, whether you join an existing, uh, say, pro-family organization or start your own, there's a great scope here for what can be done.
0: Interesting to reflect on the idea of an old guard, and you know, you're putting yourself in that, I think unnecessarily at this moment, Bill, but, but a new generation of culture warriors who have in fact been involved in the battles of this year. Uh, perhaps more and bigger battles ahead Uh, for a new generation. I imagine there's not necessarily a formal passing on of the baton, but but the way you would pass on the baton, no doubt, would be at gatherings of people who would share this common interest of being a culture warrior. How do you encourage people to get to conferences, gatherings, uh, where people are talking about these values that need to be defended?
1: Uh, That's certainly an important place for individuals who are concerned to both be uh, reaffirmed in their own concerns, but to meet with others, strategize, learn tactics, understand what's going on. So, um, you know, simply being aware of them, I often in my own networks will alert people to various conferences or meetings being held, and I think we all should do that. Uh, Alert one another if there's a good speaker coming out or an important issue. Try to get people along and uh, that's one way to keep things flowing, obviously using the social media, internet, email and so on. That's all part of the action, I think.
0: And issues of integrity, Bill, because if you're going to be a cultural warrior, I assume that you have to set yourself fairly high standards.
1: Mm. Well, yeah, that's certainly part of it. I mean, you know, if you talk about the importance of marriage and family, well, obviously, you know, you have to try to be living it yourself. Uh, sadly, I've known of some who, uh, you know, were quite involved as a family lobbyist and so on, but sometimes their own, uh, you know, marriages have uh, sadly come to an end. So, you know, that that's not a good look when we stand for marriage and family, but it somehow sadly you know, doesn't quite make it in our own personal situation. So, yeah, it's, it's you know, we got to be careful here. Um, we just had an American uh, Senate race in which one person was accused of things that he may or may not have done very long time ago, but that seems to have uh, resulted in him just losing narrowly his race. So, yeah, these things can come back to bite you as well. So we certainly have to on our own personal lives, be uh, walking with God and keeping close account. And uh, that's got to then hopefully translate into a better message as we speak on so many of these public issues.
0: Well, Bill Muhlenberg, identifying a new generation of Christian culture warriors. I'll point people to that article that you've written just of recent times. Uh, listeners can find that at com or simply Google Culture Watch. Bill Muhlenberg, always good getting a catch-up and uh, great words of wisdom once again. Thanks for being with us on 2020.
1: Many thanks indeed.